Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today, what we're covering is Season 2, Episode 19, Right and Wrong, Part 2. Always an honor to be back in the saddle again with you, Chadley. Uh, I assume that you're going to ask what I thought about this episode. What did you think about this episode? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the episode. I really... uh, had a good time with how they subverted our expectations with Nobara. Okay. Um, I found that fun. I enjoyed her backstory pretty good. And yeah, we'll obviously talk about more of the episode as we go through it. But. It was nice with all the chaos that's happening to have like a little bit of normalcy I in agree. a backstory. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's nice to not be in a subway tunnel or down some street for you know a few minutes right sure what what do you mean sure <laughs> no, I, I, I see what you're saying have the or last having buildings. 12 episodes not been in down some little side yeah, street in no, the city or, and having buildings just exploding and yes debris everywhere it was yeah, nice to be in to a be, bit more in the suburbs yeah, i thought that's all i'm saying calm. and i'm like you saying sure or some would say a small little village. I felt like I had what was a nice, well-thought-out uh, idea. And you did, Ronnie. I'll compliment you. Thank you. It's also nice uh, being in front of you and doing this podcast with you. Okay. You... Wow, two compliments. Wow. Mm-hmm. So let's get right on into it. Enough of the kiss ass. Uh, first, can we start off with thanks? We've been already giving each other compliments. Well, actually, did I give you a compliment? You did earlier, yeah. What You're did right. I say? Well, you said, oh, it's nice to be in front of Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. How could I already forget that? Yikes. Uh, Let's give the listeners compliments. Thank you to all the people, as always, who posted their Spotify wrapped and when we were included in it. Our favorites are when we are included in it. Yeah. And if you haven't posted and we are included, do it, and we'll probably repost you. It's not too late, and I really expect for there to be a few troopers like me uh, of course, I think I've talked about this on our Patreon before. Go to patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. I am on to this Spotify bullshit. They do the Spotify wrapped a little bit earlier every year. At first, it started like at the first of the new year. Then it was late December. Then it was mid-December. Then it was late no- November. Now this year, November 27th, I fi- barely finished digesting my Thanksgiving meal when they were like, oh, Here's your Spotify wrapped. Mm-hmm. I haven't clicked on it yet. Now, I enjoy seeing everyone else's, especially once again when we are near the top yeah. of the list. Uh, but yeah, it's ridiculous. I will not be opening mine until after Christmas. Okay. Also, thank you to anybody that uh, helps us digest this JJK info because a lot of times we are pretty wrong with it. Raphael being one, but we've also had a few people in the Discord helping us out on info that you know we might not be privy to. Because we are some smart gentlemen, but sometimes we let things pass by. That's exactly but right. We, appreci- we appreciate you, and we will continue on with the episode. We start off with Nobara. She's going against uh, Nanami, what he told her, and the handlers. Okay, Ejichi, and what is this young lady's name again? Um, oh, God, what is it? Because I'm going to say something, but it's wrong. Butt slash. And I call her butt slash because she got slashed in the butt. Yeah. I know I know why you call her okay. butt slash. Right. I was hoping it wasn't for another reason. Yeah. Nobara, she's going against her wishes because she has two friends who are out there fighting, her two and only classmates. Well, not two and only classmates. Two and only classmates in her own grade. 
out there, you know, fighting to the death. And what is she going to do? Just go home in an ambulance? No. Well, yeah, I liked her point about being like, what am I going to do? Keep like being so tentative, waiting around. That's what these clowns did who are like currently helping. <laughs> That's what the principal's doing. And I mean, she was so true because I looked at these guys in their weird helmets and their like uh, ambulance garb and was like, yeah, where the hell have these guys been? <laughs> yeah. It's a little late. Like, do you realize how many dead people you've got scattered about? But I'm glad that they found old butt slash. Now we get this cool camera footage here of when she she's walking towards, you know, back into Shibuya. But we see Sukuna's carnage, and I don't know if that means that she walked into that or what. And I'm, Chad, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. We've got a Larson situation, which is just very annoying, but what can you do? Let's see what happens. Let's hear. Hello, Larson. You're live on the air of the JJK Chronicles. That's not working. All right. I was obviously on speaker on your... Ooh, I mean, I'm of course assuming that Chad has already done an irresponsible burger, but I yes. would absolutely love it's irresponsible. A plate good. from the Wood of Fire Grill. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, just what you get. Yeah, just a plate, not any food on it, and then a second plate, <laughs> both filled with food. I don't believe so. All right. Did you like the footage, though, of her walking in and it just goes into You know what, Chad? I'm sorry that uh, my brother interrupted us. I did enjoy the footage of her walking. Into Sukuna's car. I mean, it's just so creepy. So spooky. Yeah, how it was kind of like a warp. It was like... Right. And then we go into the OP. We go out of the OP to see the fight with Mahito. Okay, we're back there. Him versus Itadori. And he's mad at himself for not asking Dagon to keep a few more humans alive because he's only got three humans right here to kind of play around with. And now, th- that is Dagon's fault. Or not Dagon. Uh, that is Mahito's fault. Yeah, he even said that. Yeah, we literally saw, like, last episode, he'd be like, oh, I've got plenty already. Right. <laughs> he throws them at Itadori, and obviously it touches their souls when he does that. I know you got mad at me the other day because I had this whole point of, like, the guys who, uh, during the Sukuna Jogo fight, I'm like, oh, what are they doing just cowarding in buildings near all this? Can I be mad at these losers in the subway? What are these guys doing? Yeah, I'll let you be mad at them. I mean, come on. What are these guys doing? I mean, they can't see Mojito, but yeah, I'll let you be mad at them. Uh, Still. Can... (laughs) Are they not picking up on any kind of eerie vibe around town? (laughs) And they're just hanging out in the subway? Just doing hood rat stuff with their friends? It's ridiculous. Yeah, but Itadori, he's concerned from one of them. So what does he do? He walks up to him. The guy turns around, and his face, mm-hmm. he says, yeah, I'm all right. But what happens to his face? And I made a tweet about this. And it was gross. It's called a post. Check it out on X. But I said, it is a look of your girlfriend's face after taking the first load from a no-nut November completion. Very gross. I don't know why it would make anyone's face turn blue. Um, That's something that you need your doctor to check out. 
sometimes you do, we both own the account. It's the bad thing about being in a podcast relationship that also makes some people think that you're in a gay relationship because it's called Ronnie and Chad. Yes. You just have to let things slide because you a go, well, yeah, you go, well, it's half of his, right? So I did not approve of that tweet. I thought it was very grody. But uh, and think, if you want to check out that face, it's at the three minute and five second mark. Yeah, I do think uh, five people liked mm-hmm. it, so it was worth it in the end. Um, Ichidori would fall for this nine hundred and thirty-seven more times. He will never get used to watching Mahito directly touch people and then them turn into mutated creatures right in his very arms. And then the guy saying, "Yeah," I mean, just so creepy, dude. Mahito is just such a cuck. This guy has got to get taken out. Yeah, how did that guy say yet? Yeah, did he not feel his uh, face blowing up into a blueberry? I think he said yeah, and then the second he said yeah, it like triggered the blueberry face. I mean, I'm not going to blame him for that. Uh, another quick story I did recently, probably about a year ago, I got blood taken, um, and I... Oh, don't flex on us. And uh, she was having a hard time finding my veins because I keep them all hidden. Don't ever mm-hmm. let your enemies know your weaknesses, so I keep them down low. And she was poking me in this arm, poking me in that arm. Now I'm tough, so I was like, oh, yeah, just keep doing it. She was like, oh, are right. you okay? I mean, I've done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I've had like, oh, blood. Every, everything is just so small on you. It's yeah. hard to find it. I've had blood taken multiple times because I like to just keep it circulating, uh, my blood retention and recreation is off the charts some people tell me and so anyway all of a sudden uh, i just she got it she started taking blood i started feeling like i was very hot i was like oh my god i'm kind of sweating but i was in a hoodie i was like god they have the heat on in in here she goes are you sure you're okay i go yep (laughs) next thing i know was waking up from after i had passed out with wasn't there like four nurses above you? Yeah, they were all freaking out, being like, "I thought I was gonna have to start doing CPR for the first time in like nine years." Dude, that would have been if you got CPR from four hot nurses, I would have given you the biggest high five. They were all over forty-five years old and all absolutely lovely ladies. Okay, I was about to say there are no age discrimination for me, brother. Yeah, me either. All righty, I was just giving you their age; they were experienced. So unlike you, Ronnie, this guy's face explodes, okay? He cannot handle the 30-day load completion. Okay. And and Mojito runs up to Itadori, puts his arm in like a... Spike hand. Negan bat. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Walking Dead reference. That's got to be a first. And goes to hit him, and we cut away. We're now at the Nobara fight with the copy of Mahito. And this is where I was like, okay, now this all makes sense. I thought that he just ran into her earlier, but no, this is his copy. Yeah, you fooled me, and I just stayed fooled until I was no longer fooled. That's also what I was kind of talking about, subverting expectations. Um, I got you, didn't I? Well, yeah, because like we've already talked so much about how much they could be playing with time, the way things are spread out in the city and how... So much is going on seemingly at once. So you had the theory last episode that Mahito essentially had already kind of taken care of Nobara and it was going to be this thing that he, a card that he played on uh, Itadori. And so the whole time I thought I was just like watching this and then finally I realized I was like, oh no, when he made the copy, he just sent the copy to go and this is all happening at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because she starts fighting the copy. She's using her nails. Uh, he's doing some weird morphing with his arms and his hands. I mean, just this guy, he can literally do anything. Anything and everything. Yeah, and I do have to say uh, with Kugisaki, uh, I mean, I always thought her technique was pretty cool. It never felt more lame than in this fight against Mahito. She okay. This is where the part of the episode where I was like, "There's no way that she is like able to go hand to hand with Mahito." We find out later it's because it's his copy, mm-hmm. and we learn real quick that if the real Mahito's around, it's kind of over, right? In an instant, because I mean, if Nanami can barely keep up with Mahito, there's no way that. Nobara should be able to do it. And I thought they did a great job of showing just how more powerful Mahito is than her or literally anybody. He, he just can't do anything to Itadori. It, it, yeah, I mean, it felt a little bit like kicking her when she was down. I'm not helping Whoa. with that. Well, I'm saying with what I'm getting ready to say. Because weren't they, earlier in the season, weren't they making comments about how, like, Fushi, Itadori, and her were all being, like, uh, assessed to become like grade one yeah. sorcerers i mean come on i know yeah i don't know about all that that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying now she does some cool things here and, yes and we learn her technique actually does it's well placed against mojito of course for she's this very situation. strategic she kicks ass i'm just saying she's you know hitting three nails at a time yeah <laughs> and that's when he's mojito says the thing is his double with his double, he can't alter the souls of other people or transfigure people, but he can morph his own body. And that's when he gets like Wolverine claws. He gets her a good slashing in the shoulder. Um, he says it's futile when she just keeps throwing her nails at him. He's already proven to her it's not going to do anything. But she says sometimes you just have to keep on doing something even if you know it won't work. Yeah, and I mean, he's very fast and throwing all kind of physical attacks, and she's very good at dodging yeah. all that. Right. I mean, she's reading the fight very well. It just comes down to, like, yeah. If this, if this fight was a book, yeah, she would be reading it page by page easily. Mm-hmm. I agree. And reading well above her uh, reading level. Great. Yeah, what do you think about that line, though? She says, sometimes you just keep on doing something, even if you know it won't work. Um, that is, that's a different kind of person than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I see. I thought you were going to make a comment. I had to get the comment out of you, but that was what I was waiting for. I knew that is not you. I mean, you knew I, you know, I keep it real. You you lay down and die like a coward if you're in this situation. That's what you're saying. I'm a realist. We've talked about it before. I am a realist. Will you just, okay. Be real with me and say, Yes, Chad, I would weigh down and I would get a spanking from me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can bet your sweet bippy I'm not getting ready to do uh, what you just asked me to do there. Uh, But you would let him spank you, wouldn't you? No. no. See, this is where you're so wrong, Chad. I'm back at the ambulance. (laughs) He could easily catch up to you. I'm No, I'm never even here in the first place. When she told that, when, you know, you when Butt no, Slash says, hey, you're not when, back at the ambulance. You're in the village. No, when Butt Slash Stop. says, don't go, I go, okay. <laughs> you know, you're, you're in the village playing video games with the dad right now. Like, that's what it comes down to. I mean, that would have been pretty awesome, too. It would have. Although yeah. it wasn't her dad, which would have been kind of creepy, so. 
Was it not her dad? It was not her dad. Oh, I took... The, whose dad was it? Uh, Fumi's? Fumi's dad. It was Fumi's dad. Yes. Okay, fool me once. But you can't fool me twice. I thought it was her dad. Interesting. Yeah. You can fool me once and you can fool me twice, but I will never forget that it's fool, Fumi's dad. <laughs> I thought it had something there. It didn't really work. Sorry. Uh. Fook me, fook you. What a, that's so Austin you're Bowser. saying you're saying that you're the kind of guy that's just like, oh yeah, I'll just keep, I'll just keep trying. Right I'll, here, yes, I would. Yeah, I'll just I, keep I know trying. I'm gonna die, but it's like I'm not gonna just lay down and just say, okay, Mahito, bring that spiky oh, well, baseball I'm not, bat. And I'm not laying put down. Put it in my bosom. Once I'm here, yeah, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep right. going, but I'm just not gonna put myself in, in this situation if I can yeah. help it. Right. But she, that's the thing about Nobara. She is just one, you know what some people call her, Ronnie? Tell me. One bad bitch. Whoa. I'm, I'm team woman this episode. <laughs> okay. So you can't. All right. Can't I mean, me most that. people that I think are team woman don't usually say bitch. Call them no, bitches. No, they call them, I'm a bad bitch. I will say you saying bad bitch, that helps it. Yeah, Mahito, he finds that saying absolutely stupid. He's like, why would you keep doing something you know is not going to work? He, he ends up quoting Einstein. The definition of insanity is, damn it, what is that quote again? <laughs> trying something over and over again, expecting a different result. Trying the gonna, same thing over and over again. I was going to look it up, but that is the spirit of the quote. There is no reason for me to look yeah. it up, and the odds that that was Einstein seem very, very slim. Uh, she uses what she does though is throws all the nails on the ground tricks him uses resonance on him which then causes his original copy to also get wrecked we've seen her use this move a couple times before I wasn't even thinking about using this move because I didn't read the fight that well I'm not as smart as her and Itadori he gets fucked up from his original body and Yuji knows exactly what it is as soon as it happens yeah even she picks up on it like yeah. she she knows right away. Well, I'll say I'm trying to give her credit, but at the same time, she's gonna have a line later that's kind of goofy and tells me that she doesn't know what's going on. She she infers that she, it's she feels the cursed energy enough to know like, whoa, I felt that, you know, happen yeah. way away from here. Yeah, Mahito even admits then that she's his natural enemy. That Yuji's not the only one, and she kind of realizes that it's a double. Um, because kind of too, because she he can't use like his soul mani- manipulation on her. She's mm-hmm. trying to avoid his hands at all costs, but she can just kind of tell that okay, if Nanami and Yuji fought this guy and they were a problem for him, like obviously something's up. This isn't the full thing, right? So he pulls out the pin, but Itadori has already started beating the dog shit out of Mahito's original form, and this is just one of the most deserved ass kickings of all time. Yeah, and I love to see Itadori here because it's just like him putting it together that someone is helping, or in this case, he kind of knows it's Nobara because of the technique. He, um, it yeah, gives, him, it gives he... him the power. He's like, oh, I'm not alone out there. Yes. Because all he's... he's seen the past two episodes or whatever is just death and destruction. So he's like, oh, there is something left to fight for. Right. And they're, fi- they're still fighting, so I better... Yeah. I don't know, but I'll do this. It basically... Um, Itadori employs the same technique I play uh, or use when I'm playing the Spider-Man game, which is they've got, I mean... Circle X, Circle X. Pretty much, yes. 
good on them. They have so many different ways you can fight in that game. So many different techniques, tools, um, so many little tips and tricks where you're like, well, if you web them up and then you hit Y and then you use the triggers, you can yank them back and forth. I'm the kind of guy, listen, my video game days are largely behind me. I'm no longer going pro. It's a sad day when you have to admit mm-hmm. that, but I'm out of my prime. You know, I'm 27. I just go with the square, 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 square. You don't give the guys a chance to breathe. You can't get attacked if you just constantly have them up against a wall and you're hitting square. That's oh, what yeah. he's doing. You Yes. You always have guys up against a wall. And, I mean, they can't do, you know, you're in control. Yeah, once I'm in there, you're not getting out. Right. You're not. And you're not pulling out. You're not pulling out of that fight ever. No, that's what I said. I'm not the one to try and get in the fight. But once I'm in there. You're getting in there and you're going to constantly just go up. Just keep going. Keep going as fast as possible at them. Yeah. Uh, Aerial combat actually counts as like 1.5 damage. So I'll get up in there. Yeah. I'll get up there. As far as, yeah, just as fast as far as possible. I don't think, you haven't played the game. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You're talking about something different. I'm talking about Spider-Man 2, right? Which one is it? I am not talking about the Spider-Man 2 joint from okay. uh, PS2 where you could just uh, shoot the webs into the sky and it just lets you. It right. didn't matter where the webs were. It somehow would like hit the moon and you just swing from the moon. Right. Yeah. Um... That's when, though, Mahito, he ends up splitting himself into about five different minions. Um, they're gray-looking minions. L- legit minions, yeah. Yeah, they legit look like minions. Like, he, he, they could co-star in the film, The Minions. Whoa. Have you seen that movie? Yes. Is it a film? I, I I'm being serious. I believe, wholeheartedly believe that the first one is a film. I'm not going to say anything for the sequel, but I believe the first one. You promise, though? Have you not? I've never seen it. You oh, got okay. little, you no. got smaller cousins than I do. I've seen the first one, and I can say with my chest up high, okay. my head held high, that it's a film. I know you've got good taste in films, so I will bow down to you on this. You. But, yeah, as someone who's not part of the Minionverse, every time I see them, I go, oh, they look like they're from a movie. That's just what I think. Now, yeah, it, they're overplayed when it comes to like memes, just and, pop culture in general, and pop culture in general. Yeah, a little overplayed. Okay, it's kind of like Coldplay though. They're artists, but the way people talk about them makes me think they're not. Okay, the band Coldplay. Uh, do you think? God, really shitting on the Coldplay here. Uh, do you think that even after I've been bogged down by the oversaturation of minions, if I go back and watch the first one? that it is such a film that I will yeah. leave it going, all right, yeah, still a film. If you think Frozen is a film, then you will think Minions is a film. All right, kind of feels like you're going after Frozen now, too. No, I wasn't going after Travis will not be happy about that. I th- Well, he wouldn't. He hasn't seen Minions either, has he? He's seen one or two of them, yeah. We'll get his thoughts on the next Patreon. Check it out. Yep. So Mojito, what he does is he puts cursed energy into one of his minions more than the other. So Itadori hits that one, but it wasn't the right one to hit. And he forms back up. Honestly, Mojito's kind of a genius. Uh, You said it like an episode or two ago. He does all this for fun. He's just messing around, and he doesn't seem like he's that smart. But every move he makes is pretty damn genius. 
yeah, if you could slow down and really look at it and realize that Mahito is very capable, if you saw one glowing with cursed energy, you'd probably be like, that one's not the right one. But at the same time, in the heat of the moment, how do you not choose to go after yeah. that? You got to. You have to. Like you, you don't you really gotta have to go after that yeah. one. A hundred percent. And yeah, that's when he starts running off. Yuji chases after him. Um, we have the copy running away from Nobara. Mm-hmm. Smart enough there. That's what I'm saying. Like he is. You said you would have ran away or just stayed at the ambulance. Mahito's smart enough to know. Oh, I can't beat her with this copy. I'll just run off. Right. And go back. So Yuji thinks, oh, he's going to form back up with his copy, merge together, and he's going to be completely healed. I've got to stop him. But what does he do? He runs right past his copy. A couple things here. First, one of the funny lines that I thought of uh, when the copy jumps over uh, the little gate to go down to the lower ground. Such a weird time and such a tense moment for Nobara to be like, Oh, fuck yeah. Two birds, one stone. I'll go down here, and then I'm also closer to level B5. (laughs) Just like, let's take one step at a a time, girl. Let's just try and beat him first. Don't worry about your your elevation. And then two, I don't know about you, as soon as I saw them running, I was like, yeah, they are not getting ready to run into each other and merge. I didn't think so either. I knew they were going to do a switcheroo. I mean, the look on Mojito's face is how you know. He's so excited because he knows what the possibility could be when he's running away. But that's when Itadori realizes what's happening when they pass each other. He yells, run, Kugisaki, mm-hmm. in a very frantic voice. I mean, one that honestly kind of shook me the way he says it. And that's when Mahito runs right up to her. And, of course, the original is just way stronger than the copy, way faster, instantly slaps her in I'm, the face. She was frozen, too. Like She I, was frozen, too. I could have ran up and slapped yeah. her. She was frozen, too, but, like... Frozen, too. Not a film. Not a film. Good job. That was a test right there. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, even if she did some could somehow put up a fight here, it wouldn't have been for... It, I mean, she can't do anything. No offense to her, but... And this was sickening. I mean, yeah, my heart sank... The sound and the placement of the touching, which was just a slap across the face, I'll call it what it was, a slap across my face. Yes, it felt like it. And that's when Mahito laughs and wonders if one hit will do on her since one hit wasn't enough on Nanami, or he says the 7-3 sorcerer. Just a tease to try and make you think, well, maybe. Maybe she has a chance. Maybe. And then she just starts holding her eye. But so what's interesting about this, though, is that Nanami, I mean, he was already basically dead the last episode, but he didn't get transfigured. Like he got transfigured, but just blew up. Because like Junpei was a sorcerer, but he actually got transfigured. That's why I was wondering why he didn't. Or if he just realized, maybe it's one of those things where you realized, oh, I transfigured a Junpei as a sorcerer and it wasn't any cooler. Because I know he said something to Nanami the first fight he mm-hmm. saw him. He's like, I wonder if I transfigure a sorcerer if it does something cooler than these lame humans. Well, you also have to like take in the fact that at that point was Mahito just trying to traumatize and make Itadori even more mad. Right. Because like, they had that moment and then he literally just basically exploded and then they immediately started fighting. And 
Yeah. And I don't know, who knows, maybe there's something where the health of the initial body, mm-hmm. when it's, it's transformed, like, even if he's mutated, is he still in as bad a shape as uh, right. Nanami was? Or, yeah. So she holds her eye, and then we get a flashback to 2009, and as soon as I saw this flashback, I thought, oh, fuck. She is donezo. But we have... Nobara playing Smash with an adult and another kid. And it turns out it's Fumi and her dad. But she thought everyone in her village was crazy and that she was sane. But we knew from season one that she was out in the country and wanted to get away from it. Um, Basically just saying like she hated everybody back in her village. So we've known that. But we go. You want to say something? No, sorry. Not yet. <laughs> okay. I will say, uh, actually, that the beginning of this flashback is very anime. They it really is. take an opportunity to amp the anime up a bit. So uh, what I thought was so weird slash interesting from this flashback is all from the perspective of her friend, Fumi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just... Yeah, let's keep talking about it because it does. it goes on for a long time. Yeah. We find out, though, that there was only 19 kids in her school, not in the class, but in the entire school, and everyone either had a red or a black backpack, but she had a blue one. She had a blue one. What What are the odds? What, how, you know, how does that work? Red or black, and she's got the blue one? And so all of the kids are making fun of her, of course, because that's what you do when somebody's the oddball out. But I just thought it was so funny how that's like the one I, that is such a kindergarten first thing to do, like you, to bully and make fun fun of somebody for having a blue backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the dumbest thing ever. I know. I always was very worried about what backpack I was going. Oh, into the so new was I. With. Dude, and my you, first one kindergarten, a Jurassic Park one. Really, it had a dinosaur hanging. Nice. Off it. I always had pretty basic. So that's the funny thing about backpacks, right? Like, the first few years I had, like, Jansport backpacks, and I was like, oh, God, I'm such a nerd. Like, mom and dad are just getting me these Jansport backpacks. Of course, what they don't tell you is once you get to, like, junior, senior year, you got to have a Jansport oh, backpack. high school, you have to Or have. just, like, that style of backpack. You know, don't go getting anything too crazy. But, um, yeah, I remember, like, fifth grade, I was one-strapping it. Oh! Whoa. See me had some ladies walking into school. People like, oh snap! Look at this guy with a snapback on. Do you wear those? No, I used to be a snapback god. That's what they called me. Not at school. Really? You weren't wearing hats at school, man. You don't think so? No, I think I was. I don't. I think it's strongly against dress code policy. Maybe it was. I don't snapbacks. Yeah. What grade were you wearing snapbacks in high school? There's no way. Okay, I don't know. We were in the same. I it was. We were not school, in the same high school. Different schools, but same school right. system. There's I no way that they were so hard if we were. God, you high school Chad was the worst. You probably uh, were wearing snapbacks. High school Chad. Yeah, everyone called me that when they referred to me. They just said <laughs> high school, high school Chad. Chad. <laughs> you were in eleventh grade. You're like, yeah, that's high school Chad. <laughs> you're like, why do they call him that? He goes, well, he's in high school. <laughs> His name's Chad. He's in high school. So, Fumi, um, she ends up having to get her backpack off of the top of a shelf because we got some bullies on our hand here. 
And I, I mean, they thought that they had <laughs> the prank of all pranks I with mean, this bad boy. It's such a realistic first grade uh, bully scenario. I mean, this is a lot of times you get the bullies that like spit on people and throw gum. No, this is what bullies actually do. This right here. <laughs> but uh, she ends up grabbing it. Nobara helps her out. And she trades backpacks with her because she's a good person. But that's also chaotic. You can't swap full-on backpacks. Yeah, you can. No, that's crazy. I mean, Nobara's crazy, though. I mean, this is definitely... I mean, that's true. But, like, listen, all I'm saying is when Fumi gets home, her dad or if she's got a mom, too, they're going to be like, where is your backpack? (laughs) Why do you have... Because I don't even think Nobara has a backpack. She just literally took the backpack with all of her homework and books in it, and Fumi just went home empty-handed, I think. Uh, That's when we see, though, that Fumi goes back and starts playing. Well, she doesn't play video games, but she watches her dad and Nobara play video games. Nobara then says to her, it's harder to be strangers than friends. What do you think about that line, Ronnie? Well, in a small town. That's the important part. Yeah, in a small town, it's harder to be strangers than friends. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is actually a beautiful... I I vibe with that. Damn, okay. I vibe. Like, we... We, we. Our town grew up a little bit too much when we started getting older, so we don't really have that. But when I hear my grandparents talk about things, like, I totally believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. Try that in a small town. That's... <laughs> and, I mean, what's getting ready to happen here? Let's just get to uh, it. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Are you talking about an old lady? I am talking about an old lady. Yeah, so that's when Fumi's like, well, I guess, you know, being in this small town, there is some weird things that go on. (laughs) And and that's when we see an old lady. She has, what is it? A celebration, Chad. A celebration for the uh, Fumi's first period with red rice years later. Um if there's one event to not have thematic gifts given to you, let's make that periods. periods. All right, I think that that's a fair thing to say. That's like getting, getting what would me, you get? Yeah. That's like getting me a sack of basketballs and being like, "Well, his balls just dropped." Right. Congratulations. Congra- like, hey, congratulations on puberty. I noticed this summer your voice yeah. started lowering a little bit. Here's some raw goat testicles. Eat them up. Ugh. <laughs> here's a Playboy. Those things are no longer inside your stomach. Red rice. Yeah, that is so... And then the look on that uh, old lady's face. It looked like a guy. It looked like a grandpa that was faking being a grandma. Well, I'm glad you... It is a woman, so don't try and... Because my whole point here was this is a lesser talked about, still very serious issue we've got on our hands called a woman pedophile. Yep. This is... It's right here. All right. It's right here. And it, I mean, it's a situation that happens. And a lot of times it it's not recognized or it's not as yep. enforced. Pediophiles come in all different shapes, sizes, holding different colors of rice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for all of them. Rice also has some yep. like beans in it. I don't know what she was trying to yeah. say with get, that. Get out of this town is what I have to say to Fumi before you get uh, red rice to yourself. And that's when Nobara... She starts to bring Fumi to a secret base, which turned out to just be a girl named, how do you say that? Sori? Sori. Sori-chan. She was a seventh grader at the time, 
being friends with first graders. She was just like their big sis. She made them tea at the age of seven, which is like giving coffee to a six or seven year old. It's a little weird, but, um, or it's like me when I would drink like 10 Cokes at your house while you just drink water and warmed <laughs> yeah. up milk. <laughs> but yeah, that girl ended up leaving and what did Nambara do? She just changed. Okay. She got super sad. Um, now this is, um, did we see her in the first season? Yes. We did, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just the way you talked about it made me, uh, gave me cause for pause for a second. But it was like the whole thing, like she left because she got like ostracized from the village. Right. We see here in a little bit that there was like graffiti on her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they went more in depth from, in yeah. that season they one, They went right? super in depth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're just getting the little, this is like the perspective of her actual right, right. friend. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. She it, didn't know much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was glad I put that together. I was just making yeah. sure. Right. But yeah, Nobara really liked her. She was like an older sister to her. She perked up when she was with her. And then what happens? She leaves because there's graffiti, a bunch of shit everywhere. And Nobara cried like a little girl, bawling her eyes out after that. Yeah, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And Fumi was sad too, but she didn't really understand. She wasn't as sad as Nobara. Well, yeah, it was more of a uh, Nobara's thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like... I'm trying to think of if I ever had one of these... Uh, basically, Sori was Nobara's friend. Fumi was Nobara's friend. Fumi and Sori weren't so much, you know? Right. Fumi was there because Nobara was there. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, Fumi just went over by herself to hang out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so now we go to June of this year where Nobara was set to go to Tokyo for school. Uh, she walks with Fumi to the train. And Fumi starts talking to herself about how she was kind of hoping for Nabara to start crying over her like she did for that older girl. Yeah, as you then. would, of course. Yeah. Now, they're, they're quite a bit friends. older. They're quite a bit older now. So. Well, they're yeah, they're 15, 16 now. They're best friends, though. I mean, how I remember one of my good friends left at the age of 13 or 14 saying bye to him. I was I got pretty emotional. Heartbroken. I didn't show. I didn't show. Tell tears. me exactly. Well, how did it go? We went to eat with a family. Okay. At Taco Mac. Yep. Had great wings. Good spot. Yep. You were getting wings even back then, you think? Yeah. That was when I started getting them, and I got a Coke. Of course you did. A bunch of fries. Yep. And yeah, I just remember like hugging his whole family. You never cried? I just started tearing up a little. Okay, there it is. I didn't, it didn't fall down my face, but like, you know, my voice got all shaky. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. That's almost worse. In a way. Well, and shaky, but not, well, I'll say it, not shaky, more so, uh, I don't know. Well, you play the game, you're like, oh, did they hear that in my voice? But you ask yourself that, but then you know deep down, you're like, yeah, they totally heard that mm-hmm. in my voice. But I mean, I was kind of a badass back then, so it didn't affect me too much, and I wasn't a girl, so I didn't just start bawling my eyes out. Well, yeah, and he was the one going through the hard time. You were kind of just like had all your right. other friends to hang out with. Yeah, he was going multiple states away. Yeah, you were like just a couple years away from being high school Chad, which was like, wow, the pinnacle sure. of your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they still call me that to this day. Yeah. Is that HSC? <laughs> High school Chad. High school Chad. I haven't seen you since high school, man. How the hell's it going? (laughs) Just in a subway. (laughs) 
42 years old. High school Chad? <laughs> Dude. I haven't seen you uh, since you were wearing snapbacks in third st- period. <laughs> uh, you still have that 1996 Olympic snapback, don't you? <laughs> Those were cool, the days. Yeah. Fun times. What you been up to? I just hanging out of the high school. <laughs> I'm a teacher now. <laughs> oh, really? What do you teach? Well, I'm a substitute teacher. It's you know. You son of a bitch! You can take the chat out of the high school, but you can't take the high school out of the chat. Uh, that should be a show. We'll make that show <laughs> a program. We then so yeah. Nabara starts crying as the train leaves. She makes a promise to her that says, we need to be together again, all three of us. But the tears start coming right when she's about to leave. Same with Fumi. And then that's the last time they see each other. So the last time they saw each other, they both started to cry. Yeah. Of all the animeisms, there's not one that makes me more like, uh, I don't know what the right word is for what it does to me, but the absolutely no mouth animated at all just i guess it distracts me oh fumi's no mouth yeah it does distract me here a little bit yeah, it just yeah. distracts me because i'm just like looking at it i'm like oh it looks so like i understand what they're doing here but it looks so weird and mm-hmm. i focus on that not the tears that are getting ready you're to come like out of on your face. tv trying to draw the mouth <laughs> yeah yeah she starts talking about oh sorry we then go to the older gal sorry uh she now has an office job she's probably i did the math approximately 23 years old here she seems as miserable cute. she's cute but she seems as miserable as most people nowadays um she's running behind staying at the office all day and night thanks for keeping it lighthearted, chad she has a pimple and they should have animated that right or maybe it's so small and she's so exaggerative that they didn't what do you think about her earring or earrings i don't know if she's just uh wearing one or it's kind of like a uh it's like a cotton ball She's a good-looking girl. Um, Not what I asked. Oh, but you're, I don't know what her earrings are, so okay. didn't pay attention. That's not what – I mean, the, what am I supposed – the first time I see a girl, am I supposed to just pay attention to her earrings? Well, I'm just saying she made a decision when she wore these earrings. She was hoping that's the first thing you noticed. Well, and not, not the jimongous yeah. pimple on her face. Right on her forehead. <laughs> she wonders, though – she starts talking about her days in the sticks when she was younger, uh, the two girls that she met, and how one bawled their eyes out when she did leave. She was like the older sister of them and hasn't talked to them since. And she's just telling us like some random older corporate lady who probably does not care whatsoever. Because yeah, she, yeah, she's just being a bitch because she sees this uh, new young girl coming in burning the midnight oil. And she thinks that she's going to steal some of her uh Steal some of hers, yeah, and you know, start talking to the older office men. Yeah. Pick up some of them. Exactly. She's like, I'm the one who always stays past 6 o'clock. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Get out of here. Hey, you d- you need some rest. You need, you're you too young and beautiful. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Go out on the town. You're too young. Those earrings are so cute. She then wonders if... She'd be disappointed in her now and where she's at. And then she also wonders where Nobara's at. And that, you know, that's kind of sad, dude. Makes me sad. She's got to have a high-paying job because she is sitting in front of the largest desktop screen Mm -hmm. I've ever seen for an office job. Uh, And that's when we go back to Nobara. She's holding her eye. Can we pause there, though? (laughs) 
about what? our desktop? I just no 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 not on the desktop. That was just my one note on that. Sorry. Uh, that was all good. Like I enjoyed that flashback. Do you know why we got it? What did it tell you? What did you gleam from this flashback into what's getting ready to happen? It all to me it was kind of uh, I don't know if it was more so like of a dark. Kind of a dark flashback. Okay, but what it almost does to me, and you kind of brought it up earlier that helped me realize it, are they setting this up to basically be like, hey, we're going to see Zumi and or Sori going forward? Fumi or Sori? Yes, as I said, Zumi. Po- possibly, but... Fumi ha- could have the Zumis. Possibly, but it almost just seems like it's just showing us how normal these people really are. Like Nobara, we think of these sorcerers sometimes just being weird, you know, not really having normal okay. personal lives. And it, to me, it was just like, oh, this is what she, this is what her life used to be. This is where they're, they all are now. They're all miserable. And now she's going to die. <laughs> they're all miserable. And now she's going to die and say that life wasn't that bad. Yeah, that, that's why I thought it was, to me, it just seemed like a dark flashback. I yeah. Could, I could read it totally wrong, but... Yeah, it was just interesting. I got out of it, and then yeah. I was like, okay, I don't... They didn't really walk me to anywhere where I'm like, okay, that's what that was for. Yeah, but for some reason, I enjoyed it. It was one of those where it's like, it almost didn't even need to happen, but it, but I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I liked seeing uh, the Nobara flashback. She's a... She's a good girl. I hope that things work out here at the end. Yikes. Right here. Um, yeah, she's holding her eyes. She thinks back to the village and how not all of them were crazy. And kind of she realizes what she said back then about all of them being crazy was a little exaggerative. Uh, but then we see Gojo Sensei, Fushi, and Itadori all on a couch. She's looking at them. We see the upperclassmen as well, Inumaki, Maki, Panda. She realizes that it was a good short time that she had. She sees Fumi and says, I'm sorry, I couldn't keep our promise. And then we go back to reality where she tells Itadori, tell everyone for me that life wasn't so bad. And she stands there for a second, and I'm like, well, maybe she's going to get out of this thing. (laughs) No, you didn't. Don't say that. Maybe things are going to be all right. But no. Her face starts turning red on that one side. And I'm very glad that they didn't show. They only showed it for a second. They showed it for a second. We didn't have to see it. Yuji did, though. And what happens is the left side of her face explodes with her lifeless body thumping the floor extremely dude. loudly that dude that's what happened you know that happened yeah i know it happened but i don't need you to say it so poetically why were you writing a poem about it because it was that poetic <laughs> itadori has a look on his face that i can't even describe he says kugusaki end of episode kurosaki i mean all right <sighs> What? Where do we go from? Well, okay. Well, I here's where I need you to just tell me how you want me to react because it doesn't. I see it, and while I say, "Okay, yes, she's dead," there's a other part of Ronnie that goes, "Well, is she?" (laughs) Oh no, I don't. No, she is one thousand percent dead. There's no doubt about that. I was just joking when I said that. As soon as the flashback happened, I knew she was dead. Before any of this, as soon as she got touched in the face, 
Which is I mean, bad. That's I mean, I enjoy the flashback, but that's bad storytelling. That should not be. Uh, we got a flashback. Dead character alert. Do, 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 do. I mean, that's that. I mean, think about it. Most in most stories in general, well, Demon Slayer is the most uh, bad about it. <laughs> right, Demon Slayer does it the most for sure. But <laughs> with all uh, the demons, yeah. But yeah, I think we should give her a moment of silence. Real of quick. course, ten seconds moment of silence. Uh, patent pending. Starting. No one try and steal it. No one steal it. We're gonna start it in three, two, one, go. Do you have anything witty to say? No. I just feel bad for her. Me too. And I'm getting the hand signal to break the moment of yep. silence patent pending, of course. Um, and I, why do I get that honor to break it? Just because I usually do? I've yeah, got a good... I respect her so much I didn't want to break it. Okay. So you remain me break it. Mm-hmm. I think we went 11 seconds, so I'm completely fine with that. Uh, what a lovely girl. Poor Yuji. This guy. <laughs> it's my, First off, Mahito needs to be, he needs to have the biggest ass whooping of his life. It needs to be torture. He, we can't just like kill him in one shot. It's right. got to be ripping his arms apart. The, the bad thing about Mahito is, is that you can't, you can't emotionally break him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... You almost just have to kill him. Like, Yeah. I, dude, the board is so scattered at this point. I don't even know, like you said, where we go from here, what we're trying to do. We've got... Here's what I just decided. Next episode, we have absolutely got to go back to May, May, Wee, Wee, and Brainiac. Yeah. Because all this other stuff has got to, we got to regroup on this side of town. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think Yuji's going to, I mean, I think we might start off the episode with Mahito just maniacally laughing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be, oh my, what if he starts like messing with her dead body too? There is what, so. What do you think? What do you mean? Just like kicking it. Yeah. Oh, Itadori's just going to stand there and let him. Let uh, Mahito, Mahito draw a mustache on her face? What do you mean playing with her body? <laughs> that would be... Don't, that's not funny. Don't say that. Well, yeah, I it's mean, not funny kinda... and it's not going to happen because who do you think uh, our sweet Yuji is? No, he's going to... He's getting ready to rage. How many times, though, before you just off yourself? Well, here's the thing. Like, It's one thing... Yes, I agree with that if it's... uh kind of what Sukuna kept doing to him or was doing to him where he just wakes up and it's just destruction. But this one, like with that guy standing right in front of you, you don't fully process what just happened yet. You're just angry. And he's mm-hmm. going to be very angry. The aftermath of this is going to be so interesting when we're actually done with the fighting because all we have left is Brainiac and Mahito, right? Yeah, and do, how does Mahito make it out of the season at this point? We got to yeah. kill him. Yeah, I don't think he does. So he's got to somehow. So I was did have that thought during like the end credits. I was like, "What does a show even look like outside of?" Because I was like, "Obviously we have Sukuna." What do you think? You think Brainiac makes it out? I think I think he's got to. Yeah, I think he's got to. Um, But then I was just like, "How do you get a full season out of Sukuna?" Obviously, people who are more in the know. To me, it's just like, okay, that guy's really strong. I don't know how, from a storytelling standpoint. I don't know how, as of right now, you do a full uh, 
storyline with it. But you think we'd ever get a backstory on him? Maybe. I mean, that's definitely how you could do some of it. And then we got to get Gojo unsealed. Got to get Gojo unsealed. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. So I but, guess there is room for five episodes. There's more fighting with Mahito. Oh yeah, Go- this season. Yeah. This season I think is shaping up nicely. Yeah, because we got to deal with Mahito. Deal with Brainiac. Deal with Brainiac. Get Gojo unsealed. Get Gojo. Uh, do you want to say anything else that I can just repeat right after you say it to make it seem like I also had the thought? Uh, I'm gonna have to be strong with a mustache. Be strong with a mustache and. Uh, I'm lame. Ah, didn't get me there. (laughs) (laughs) Go check out our Patreon. Check out our Vinland Saga coverage. We are in the meat and potatoes of that season one. Have a lot of fun. Check out the Patreon once again. Learn a little something with Ronnie and Chad. Always a good time. And once again, thanks to everyone with the Spotify wrapped. Make sure you let us know if we're up there. We're always so touched by it. Aren't you touched? Oh, yeah. I'm always touched. And if you're like me and you want to wait, you know, a few more weeks before you let it ride, do it because we have to make a stand. Someone's got to make a stand. Mm-hmm. I uh, saw someone. I saw a, a picture of someone photoshopping their uh, Spotify rap. Did you see that? Yeah. That's so me. Dude, we need to do that. Just Photoshop. It's just Coldplay. Coldplay and Creed. Coldplay and Creed. Yeah. C and C. Alrighty, I've been Ronnie. Alrighty, I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.